0: So we just got back from the theater, and uh, my sister and I, we went to go see Fantastic Four while it was still in the theater, and we still haven't seen Ant-Man, we want to go see Mission Possible. Actually, we've seen one or two other movies that I've got the episodes we've recorded that I haven't released yet because I haven't gotten them edited. But this was one where the reviews on Fantastic Four have been less than positive. Well, the box um, office has been less than positive.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I get the emails from a Hollywood reporter, and I was just concerned based on the numbers that they were putting out. And they're saying that uh, the studio that made it is afraid that they're going to attribute a $60 million loss for the year to this one movie. Mm -hmm. And when studios say that, they also tend to tell the theaters, ah, just yank it.
0: Well, put something else in there where you can make some money. hmm And it hasn't been out that long. When did this get released?
1: I want to say within the past week or two. I
0: was going to say, I think two weeks at most. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this on the
1: 11th? 12th, 11th. Wow. I should learn my days of the week. The 12th?
0: The 12th. Wednesday, the 12th. I, I should know that, and I try to keep track of when Wednesdays are, because that's when comics come out. But it was one of those, we weren't sure if it would still be in the theaters even come Friday when the new movies come out. Yeah. Hence, wanting to go see it. So, it begs the question, is it as bad as people are saying? Is it a good film? Did they do a good job? All of that sort of a thing.
1: Well, and it changes your mindset walking into the theater. Because when you walk into a theater, you have expectations. And sometimes you go into the theater going, wow, I can't wait to see this great movie. But when you go into the theater thinking, wow, is this movie really so bad? It's losing a movie studio $60 million. Mm-hmm. In some respects, a movie's probably going to seem better.
0: Well, I was going to say, it can't be that bad as an attitude to have, where if people have been singing the praises, is it really that good? Yeah. And it comes down to, are you kind of a contrarian, which I, I, I can't be at times. No, I'm kidding. I definitely can be, uh, which is ironic. Um, mm-hmm. And other people, it's like, well, it's not that good. I just won't see it. Or, yeah, it wasn't that good. You know, it, What you hear about a film going in does uh, predispose you in various ways. And not everybody in the same way. Mm-hmm. And certainly when I went in and watched it, it was clear to me early on they were taking some liberties with the property. And that's always going to happen when you take a common property and adapt it, mm-hmm. particularly one that's been adapted in three previous films. We had the uh, the two films that preceded this with uh, Jessica Alba, um, uh, Michael Chiklis, uh, Chris Evan, and who played Reed Richards in those I forget.
1: I'm not sure. I've seen those yet.
0: You may not have. We've got them, and Mm -hmm. I do want to rewatch them. This definitely had me wanting to rewatch particularly the first of them. Because like this film, that first one recapped the origin and had Doctor Doom, as did the earliest of the films, which I thought got into the theaters for like 30 seconds or something at one point. But it was the Roger Corman film that basically that studio had the rights— and if they didn't make a film like immediately, they would lose the rights. Mm. And so they hired Roger Corman to do like a in two weeks, put together a film, and he did. And it had the effects to to that you would expect in that kind of a rush job. Yeah, but it also wasn't a horrible film. It was just a really low budget, quickly made film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two I thought were good. This one, it's like you know, it's yes, it's been ten years since that first uh, of the the uh, the, the two. Did they need to redo the origin? Did they not? This time they went with more the ultimate Fantastic Four version. The ultimate universe, of course, being kind of a secondary Marvel universe spun up in uh, about 15 years ago in, in the year 2000, where they could be more contemporary.
1: Well, it was interesting to me watching it because as the movie ended, I was reminded of something you had told me when we were watching the Avengers movies. Of there are some some constants among the teams in Mm -hmm. the Marvel Universe especially of you expect the team members to fight along the way to forming the team. Mm -hmm. A few things like that. And it's certainly not paint by numbers or necessarily a quote formula, but you have expectations. Uh, There
0: are certain tropes and cliches.
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering if that's part of what worked against this, is people are so on a high from the Avengers movies, and they've just been seeing them, and to have something come out that has so many similarities.
0: Well, and so many stark differences. Pardon true. the pun there. Um, it was unintentionally, honest. I mean, because the Avengers is straight up superheroics. Yes. This is more of a... Uh, sci-fi yeah. kind of a deal. Yeah, I mean, let's build the device. Let's go to this other dimension. Let's have things happen. It's as much based on the fly as the movie than uh, the, the comic stuff.
1: Well, but I think if you look at all of the Avengers movies, you can kind of pull aspects. The most recent Avengers movie had uh, Stark and the Hulk building together the device, for instance. You know, and a few things like that. I mean, it's real easy to say, I feel like I've seen this before. I feel like I've seen that before. I feel like I've seen this before. And not just in other vague movies.
0: But other Marvel-based properties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I do think there was a lot of, they had the window dressing of the superheroics, but not the heart and soul in the actual superheroics. Yeah. One of my complaints about the film is Reed Richards, then the the leader of the team, uh, for part of it is uh, AWOL. Yeah, He's he, run off on the team.
1: He doesn't do a lot of leading, and I understood what they were trying to do with that, but I don't think they showed it very well. I don't think they revealed it very well. Uh,
0: they never really said what he was doing during that year that everybody else was training up on how to use their powers.
1: Yeah, And
0: And he never once tried to help them or rescue them or do anything of the sort, as far as we know.
1: Well, the pieces they gave and what little they showed, he spent that whole year getting all the equipment he needed to build his own machine for a one-person shuttle to go back to the other dimension to find the cure to fix them. Because he told Ben, I'll make it right, I'll fix you, I'll undo what I did to you. He held all the blame on himself.
0: Well, and that's very much from the comics. And I think they built up Ben blaming Reed for what happened based on the comics. Them having been schoolmates and and friends that way from the comics. Mm -hmm. Of course, in the comics it was college, not Mm -hmm. kindergarten or whatever it was. Fifth grade, But still, elementary school.
1: I just didn't feel they showed as well as they could of what he was doing then during that year. They just, I mean, they gave the pieces. It just was a little too well, subtle and scattered.
0: They jumped forward the year, and then we got the scene in the Pentagon mm. where it's basic, let's give exposition on, look at how we're using the thing Is this, this war machine.
1: And I didn't and like that footage. we're training up these other people. I thought the effects on that footage could have been better.
0: Well, but it was also heavy exposition. It was tell, yes. not show. Mm-hmm. But where I think it really fell down is when Reed got back in with the, the Fantastic Four group, they just kind of, I don't want to say just accepted him because there was some, some friction there. But he didn't seem to really have to earn his way back on the team particularly.
1: Well, I think uh, Johnny Storm didn't blame him because no. he finally had purpose in life. And yeah, it worked out well for him. Yeah. You know, I think for Sue Storm, I think she kind of understood what he'd been doing. Because she was the one who followed the pattern. Yeah, I think they should have shown us better what she had followed to yes. find the Captain Nemo.
0: Yeah, we're told she does pattern matching and stuff, but we never really see it. And then when they're fighting Doom at the end, Reed's the one with the plan. She's got the pattern. She should see, well, mm-hmm. this is what he's probably going to do, and this is where we can get him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If he holds to pattern, we do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Don't mm-hmm. know how. Reed, how do we do this? Mm -hmm. you know
1: yeah well and just going back to the bit the pancon a little bit um to me that montage going under it was very reminiscent of the uh show the footage of captain america
0: yes the the wartime footage there are a lot of things that you can kind of harken back to the other avenger films or other marvel films Mm -hmm. but there have also been a ton of those other films.
1: Oh, exactly. And I'm not saying it's in a bad way. I'm just wondering if that is part of what is being held against this film.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's, it's we've seen this before.
1: Yeah, because I came out of the film very happy. I think it could have done more. It could have pleased me more. I didn't come out of it thinking, wow, this was great. But I came out of it thinking, this doesn't suck. I I actually enjoyed this. Why are people saying this is a crappy film?
0: I liked it, but there were a number of things that really annoyed me and a number of creative decisions they made that I absolutely would have fought against had I been involved.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, you were very lucky that we were in a theater and that there were other people in the theater because that saved you from my knocking you on the shoulder at one point and declaring Avengers bicker because I would have. Well, the parts
0: that kind of annoyed me this is the first uh, time I think we've seen The Thing without trunks, pants, mm. shorts, anything of the sort. And I'm like, really? You've had a year. Mm-hmm. Everybody else gets a containment suit. He doesn't even get sweatpants. Yeah. You've had time to get them custom made. It's like, because uh, it seems like some of the talk in the press has been The Thing. Well, yeah, I don't want to go there. It's the, the Thing has no thing.
1: No. And it's mm.
0: like, really? That's what they want to talk about?
1: That's funny. I hadn't. Yeah. See, uh, I avoided the trailers. I avoided everything. I went in knowing nothing to the point that I didn't know what characters we were going to be seeing. And the downside to that is I don't know who uh, Reed's superhero name is. Mr. Fantastic. See, I don't know that having come out of the film.
0: No, they never use it in the film.
1: I don't think I know Sue's name.
0: The invisible woman but never used in the film
1: yeah um, human
0: torch he uses it once. yes
1: yeah, so at the very end.
0: Dr. Doom was referenced as Dr. Doom once by Sue mm-hmm. and the thing was referenced once by Johnny there at the end. yeah but even that end scene where they're in their new base or whatever mm-hmm. and they're 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 seeing kind of the 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 new playground of toys or whatever mm-hmm. that felt reminiscent to. Both one of the scenes we got in S.H.I.E.L.D. with, oh, this is our new base, but also kind of the uh, uh, Age of Ultron ending. Mm-hmm. They're at their base, they're training up, they've got their new team assembling. Yeah. You know, so it felt like very familiar notes, but not in a, ooh, this is comfortable way. It just, is there nothing new to do kind of a way. hmm And even when we got, after the they come back from the other dimension- and Sue never went, so she just kind of lucks into the powers by the backwash of the thing.
1: I don't think she felt lucky.
0: It felt forced to me. hmm And also seemed to play very differently than how I recall the trailer, where it seemed like they were all purposefully going on this mission to the other dimension with full sanction by the, the, the mm-hmm. people behind the project. But they held a little more true to the comics of, let's steal it and let's go for a joyride. But when they come back and they're all in the containment rooms that felt very familiar. And I'm wondering if it was something I saw in one of the earlier fantastic four movies.
1: Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, to the point of, okay, let's break out kind of a thing may have been from the, uh, the, the previous, uh, first fantastic four, 10 years ago. Hmm. And again, that's part of why I want to rewatch that film just to see how they hold up. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I thought this did a better job, of, I don't want to say explaining the powers, because we go from, okay, we see them to it's a year later, they know how to use them perfectly.
1: They're learning, they're still testing and experimenting, and they're showing us the the wib- wibbling and wobbling and practicing.
0: They're having to exercise at it, but they know how to do it. Yeah. They can get better. Mm-hmm. But they're not bad. It's not yeah. like I can't. The Invisible Woman was able to make things invisible. She was able to do the force projection. She was mm-hmm. able to do pretty much all of her powers. We didn't see the growth curve. Mm-hmm. And again, that decision to jump forward the year mm-hmm. seemed a little odd. seemed like they they skipped over a story worth telling. Mm-hmm. And that frustrated me a little. Uh, Reed building his own containment suit seemed a little weird because he could still stretch in it.
1: Like I how wondered, did it stretch? Yeah, I wondered about that.
0: The other thing that was really kind of different was uh, Dr. Doom himself.
1: He was wild.
0: Uh, kind of his environmental suit, his, his astronaut suit, if you will, from the other thing, he merged with it. Mm-hmm. We know this because they tell us. I mean, we see it, but they tell us. And his powers were very different. His attitude and so forth, his background... Again, a little bit more of the ultimate Fantastic Four than the mainstream, but his and you know, when's
1: Ultimate from?
0: Again, that was the uh, the two thousand.
1: Yeah, uh, no, okay, that makes sense because it was very much a um, a recycling and um, ecology type mentality, An environmentalist type. Yeah.
0: Thing. Well, uh, again, th- what had happened is in two thousand with the Ultimate line. Marvel uh, decided they wanted to retell Spider-Man's origin, but in a contemporary setting. So they did the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff that just went really well. So it went from a six-issue miniseries to, let's keep going with that and well, let's tell some other ones. Yeah. So they did the X-Men. They did the Ultimates, which was the Avengers. That's where we got the, um, the Sam Jackson-looking uh, mm. Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. So, there are a lot of things from there that have been kind of integrated into the movies. Mm -hmm. Because, again, it's a more contemporary telling of these things than stuff that was done back in like the 60s. Mm -hmm. And with the Fantastic Four, when it was first done in the 60s, the space race made sense. Yeah. Now, it's all more about alternate energy sources and things Mm -hmm. of that nature. So, I get those changes and... As long as they keep in the spirit of the origin, I really don't care if they update it. Mm -hmm. What bothered me is Doom had these inexplicable powers. I mean, even more inexplicable than the Fantastic Four, just to be clear. Because we see, okay, there's rocks going in with Ben when he's coming back. Uh, uh, Johnny got hit by some plasma or something. Mm Mm-hmm okay, Reed and Sue will just say, yeah, whatever.
1: Well, but- Sue got hit by the backwash of energy, which was a uh, invisible bubble, so that accounted for her invisibility. It, Yeah, it was a very vague okay.
0: Yeah, and I'm still not sure why Reed could could stretch based on what they showed us and it goes to a little bit of unclear storytelling mm-hmm. but doom who had been immersed in this energy in this other world lived there for a year and stuff magically
1: mm. oh yeah the food supply for him is what i wondered about especially since the uh, face plate
0: i don't think he eats anymore he doesn't he literally is imbued with energy you eat for energy he doesn't need that
1: mm-hmm.
0: but his ability he he was kind of like darth vader yes just able to kind of gesture and people would go flying shoot energy bolts at them and what got me is he was walking down the hall and swatting away people was the big splat of red behind them it's like this is just a darker Mm. version Mm -hmm. and it's like i don't need this and when he was um eradicating the one scientist guy that was a jerk it's like i don't need to 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 see that yeah but that was the direction they chose to go with this film
1: yeah, well, and it's funny because, really, from the moment they introduced Victor, even if he hadn't had such an ominous surname, I'd have known. Okay, he's he going to turn bad guy? Yeah. You know, so in that sense, at least the characterization of him, he was the one most prone to have that in him to turn that way.
0: Well, and as much as I have some complaints about this version. I think it was probably a better version than we got in the previous films. Mm. And he was in the first of the the Jessica Alba one and mm-hmm. the, the, the previous one. And the, 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 the original Roger Corman one, man, the, the, the armor just looked cheesy.
1: Well, and, you know, I hadn't even thought about the pants for things. So we're going to skip over that whole issue and just go with the basic effect of the rock-like structure of the body, if you will. Other than the recap footage in the Pentagon, I thought they did really well with that.
0: I think so. It's the first time the the character's been done with uh, CG, computer graphics and stuff, versus Chicklis did it with with makeup and some Mm. stuff like that, I believe. Mm -hmm. It was, again, 10 years ago. They had more practical options.
1: Um, When uh, Reed was going through the vents above him to get to him, uh, Reed had absolutely no control, so I was a little... Wishy-washy on what they were doing with Reed at that point.
0: Do you know what bothered me about that scene? Is he's snaking through the air vents?
1: He had to be filling them up and clogging them?
0: Mm, no. That, that, an offshoot of that. Okay. He's going through. He's in the air vents. Every mm-hmm. so often he would go over a grate, look down. Nope, that's not Ben. Let's mm-hmm. keep going. hmm Okay? Mm-hmm. I didn't see any shirt on him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how much of him was still, if any, back in the lab room or containment room and how much of his attire he brought with him and did not bring with him. And if somebody else were to look up at the wrong time, it's like, I I don't want to see this. And I'm I'm thankful they didn't show us, but I was starting to wonder at one point because it's like,
1: yeah, no, this is why
0: they should have had. Okay, this is – I mean, they never even show us the uh, the environmental protection suits Sue spends all this time building. We saw bits and pieces of the helmet. hmm But they should have had a – and this is what the the astronauts are going to wear. Yeah. And yeah. have what looks like this typical Fantastic Four costume
1: mm-hmm. as
0: the inside of – and then you put this other stuff on to protect you from the elements. Yeah, yeah. It's it's arguably cliche, but it works.
1: yeah. Well, when he got to where Ben was, you know, presumably nobody has control at all Mm -hmm. at this point. And what got me about the effects at that point for the thing was he seemed to be, I want to say, sticking to the floor.
0: He seemed to be a big rock uh, amalgam or blob and kind of break his arm out.
1: Yeah. And that confused me. Yeah. So I.
0: They could have sold that better.
1: I wasn't quite sure what they were going with there. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the places where I knew it was me not understanding what they intended, not bad effects.
0: It wasn't bad effects. I think it was bad uh, story direction and storytelling.
1: Yeah. Whereas what got me with the uh, the bit in the Pentagon, the montage, was he's on this tiny little screen that's a small portion of what we're seeing. And to make sure we knew it was the thing, the orange lines between the individual stones were much bigger and brighter than they had been elsewhere. So, he just didn't look quite right.
0: Well, and not only did that look like, again, the the, uh, war footage for Captain America. Yeah. It was reminiscent of the Hulk films.
1: Yes. Yes. And there were quite a few places where what they did with him reminded me a lot of what they've done with the Hulk. Yeah. And... I kind of expected that.
0: They're big, strong guys. It's going to happen. Yeah. I, again, I don't think the film was, was horrible. I don't think it. it... I mean, it's doing a lot worse than I think it should be based on just kind mm-hmm. of the merit. But I can also see why a lot of people are coming out of it thinking this isn't what I went in for.
1: Well, I think if the Avengers movies did not exist, it'd be doing better. Personally, I think.
0: I think if it had been... A, the, I don't say the exact same film, but a very similar film by Marvel Studios. They would have been able to get it out into the market such that we knew it was going to be more of a sci fi adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just like the second cap film was a spy film,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, Thor was kind of an almost a, a fantasy sort of a mm-hmm. kind of a deal. And how they're kind of going across different genres there. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Fantastic Four was really well positioned.
1: It wasn't, t- from what I am aware of, but the other thing is, it wasn't strong enough in that unique way to have that Guardians of the Galaxy impact either.
0: Oh, well, Guardians of the Galaxy was their space adventure. It was their Star yeah. Wars. And it had a crystal clear visionary behind it with the the music he used, with, with everything. Mm-hmm. He knew what he wanted. hmm And- I don't know exactly what we were supposed to take away as to what the core of this Fantastic Four film was, and it wasn't bad, but mm-hmm. it didn't have the hallmark of oh, they're a family. Mm-mm. I mean, literally, they pull, they wake Ben up in the middle of the night, rush over here in, into the center of of Manhattan. He was drunk
1: dialed. Essentially,
0: yeah, but rush over into the uh, the middle of Manhattan. Get into this base, a top secret, you know, not even top secret, but get into the Baxter building where he'd been before. And we're going to go do this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The fact he got there in the same night was surprising.
1: Well, they'd established he was only a few hours away.
0: And they'd also established his mode of transportation was a bicycle. True. And it was the middle of the night.
1: Yeah. I'm still working on how if all four people who know about this and are involved with this are in the four little pods. They were able to operate the control computer to send them.
0: Based on how they tried to return, I think Reed's thing had controls in there.
1: That's what I later assumed, but I also wondered if he had, I don't know, set up some automatic.
0: The fact they never checked in with the monkey <laughs> and how that went before going over. Yeah. There were aspects of it that just seemed. I mean. These people are all supposed to be super geniuses of some type or another. We'll even exclude Ben from that. Ben seemed to have the most common sense when they're in the other dimension. Mm -hmm. We've got to climb down and take a closer look. Okay, you guys are geeks. Mm -hmm. You are not in great physical shape. You're not in horrible physical shape, but not great physical shape. You are descending down a cliff. Mm -hmm. If something goes wrong, you have to climb up said cliff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The fact they were all able to kind of impressed me.
1: Mm -hmm. Well... You know, Ben was the one who was smart enough to notice when you plant the flag and the world starts falling apart, maybe that's a bad sign.
0: Now, the other thing that happened at that point, Johnny doesn't go down. Mm -hmm. It's as if he's afraid of heights. Mm -hmm. I thought they set that up and they did absolutely nothing with it later.
1: He's afraid of something. I couldn't tell if it was the green pits or what.
0: I took it as he backed off from the edge. He was afraid of falling.
1: Yeah, but we know he's addicted to speed, and adrenaline. We
0: have to set up the car chase early on, so we know he's capable of doing dogfight quality maneuvers.
1: Mm-hmm. That he's
0: fast, he learns, he's able to react. Mm-hmm. Very cliche, formulaic writing. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say that, but if they don't do it, then how can he do all of this? Yes, yes. But they address that with the year we don't see if they get trained. Yeah. I mean, all they need to do is have a, a, you know, a jet pilot, you know, fighter guy uh, there with him saying, well, you bank this, you do this, you do that. Mm -hmm. You could have cut back to him playing video games with jet fighters and stuff as training.
1: The other thing, though, is he seemed to be the one with the street smarts. So I took part of the backing off as the, did you look at what's down there?
0: Again, common sense that the other geniuses don't have. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, going back to the beginning of the movie, because I apparently like to review movies in reverse order.
0: We bounce around. It happens.
1: Um, the garage that they're in mm-hmm. fifth grade, when that they're building things in. Um, they're talking about Eli Manning early in that day that they go to the garage when they're in fifth grade. So that's somewhat present time frame. But that garage looks like it's from the 1980s.
0: Well, and according to um, the uh, the IMDB page, it's the same garage they used in Back to the Future that Biff stores his car in.
1: So maybe it's from the 1960s.
0: Or 50s or whatever. Yeah. It was, yeah.
1: I mean, some of the pieces in there, well, it's got you know, the computer monitor that's got the 12 inches worth of uh, tubes in the back. The and-
0: garage to build the cutting edge breakthrough technology. Yeah. We've seen that in a number of places. Uh, one of the more recent ones that I think we've seen it in was the uh, Project Almanac uh, DVD or Blu-ray that I'd picked up.
1: True, but what got me was just how retro everything in that garage felt, you know. And I did like that there seemed to be a uh, controller for some video gaming system. Yeah, wired in there.
0: Yeah, I saw that, and it's like, where does he get all these toys and the money and stuff like that? His mm-hmm. parents clearly don't understand him.
1: Yeah. Well, but they had established he'd been breaking into the scrapyard.
0: Uh, true, true. That's fair. But they take the time to establish the parents long enough for the parents to yell at him, and they're never seen or heard from again.
1: They don't even drop him off at the Baxter place. It's uh, Ben who drops him. Ben does
0: yeah. And at first I thought, well, Ben got a scholarship, too. Breed's a good friend.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, too.
0: And then there's the one bed in there. It's like, nope, Breed's not a good friend.
1: Yeah. It... <sighs> That's about how it went for me in the thinking line, too.
0: And then we cut Ben literally out of the plot for months until mm-hmm. they finish the project and bring him back.
1: Though they did have Ben uh, getting text messages from Reed.
0: That's true. I liked how Reed took the selfie with the the, the model mm-hmm. version of the machine they were going to build.
1: Yeah, and was updating him. So,
0: And I did think the time-lapse footage of them putting the machine together was really cool.
1: It was, yeah.
0: And this is another film where... You've got the um, the big set piece. In this case, it's the, the, the mm-hmm. device to go to the other dimension or whatever, the, mm-hmm. their teleporter or whatever they want to call it. Uh, We've seen other movies that it's like, yep, we've designed the set piece. Come hell or high water, we're going to give it to everybody and everybody's going to use it.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I thought it was funny when uh, the government decides they have to build a second gate and they have to go back. And they've told the good guys, if you will, our team, you know, that they're going for the cure. But uh, Dr. Doom doesn't believe them. Okay, fine. But instead of having the four little pods with four doors, they've got the one door. Mm-hmm. And it's like a clown car now.
0: Well, I took it as it had an interior uh, that had more room and there were four doors that opened. In other words, they never show it to us, but I took it that not only that door, but there was one on the opposite end and the two op- the, the two other sides.
1: See, I wasn't quite sure what was going on. All I could think was there's one door, lots of people going through it, and Ben is the way he is because the door wouldn't close behind him.
0: Yeah. It did. What I didn't get is why we redesigned it at all. You had a perfectly working device. If well, you want to go back...
1: The schematics and everything got ruined, when the first perfectly good device got blown up, that's why they needed Reed to because make the second one. Because they don't believe
0: work. in offsite storage.
1: Apparently not.
0: You are a think tank of geniuses, and you leave everything only on site. Does yes. not make sense.
1: It's a movie.
0: I know it's a movie. It's just to me, those are the sorts of things that move it more in the direction of it's a not so good movie.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. And again,
0: it was it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. I didn't get bored at any point. There were some, again, creative decisions I would have gone in different directions on, but it was a good, adaptation's not the right word, but a good re-envisioning of the ultimate Fantastic Four.
1: I liked, um, well, I was going to call him the Professor X style Dr. Franklin Storm. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a good overseer of the quote, He was a orphans. good father figure for the team. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they needed that,
1: and he was the rallying point at the end. Yeah, you know they needed a common reason to all reunite, and but there again, that was when I was thinking, you know, John's right. There are these these tropes within the Marvel universe that they rely on. Not
0: just the Marvel universe. Oh in no, fairness.
1: not yo. Know, agreed.
0: But D, it's not like DC's got this wealth of current m- movies out exactly to be be referencing.
1: It's just a place where I was suddenly aware of it that I hadn't noticed it before.
0: Yeah. I'll yeah. phrase it that way. I mean, I can see why people are coming out of it thinking it's so-so, it's not that great. I think there are some definite uh, legitimate complaints to have about the film. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's horrendous. I don't think it's horrible. Um, it does have its moments. And the director has said apparently that he had a better version and there were reshoots, et cetera, I really think they ought to release the director cut.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting.
0: Either it vindicates him, in which case they get a better DVD sales, Mm -hmm. or Blu-ray sales, or it does not, and it vindicates the studio. Yeah. And they still get the sales.
1: Yeah, exactly. I
0: mean, the studio does not have a whole lot to lose on this. Yeah. Other than maybe looking bad, because maybe his version really is brilliant, and they butchered it for the theatrical release. But at this point, they've got another one kind of penciled in a sequel for this in 2017 and i don't really know if if that's a smart move but Mm. this is uh this was fox that did this one right correct they've got the property and my understanding is there's some kind of use it or lose it deal and if they i mean the sooner or later they're going to do another fantastic four film Mm -hmm. why not the question is how to do it successfully Mm -hmm. They could go on from this, learn, get a better director, maybe have a sequel that just blows it out of the water. I mean, that's happened before.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Or do they go in a different direction? The last thing, though, I want to see is yet another Fantastic Four origin film.
1: Well, at this point, they've done a good job of building their team, Mm -hmm. of unifying them. Uh, Two of them blatantly made the promise to Dr. Storm mm-hmm. of looking after each other. The other two are the uh, friends from childhood who right. have the unstated promise, you know, and when they were toe to toe with the guys from the government, they presented a united front and did it well. Yeah.
0: so Th- They formed a cohesive team.
1: Yeah. I think at the end of the movie, they left the characters in a good position to move forward. As a cohesive team.
0: Well, and they also started to build up the relationship between Johnny and Ben.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's kind of a hallmark of the comics. Of those two are kind of sort of like brothers that just don't get along.
1: Mm.
0: You know, uh, they, they love each other. They'll, they'll fight to the death for each other. But they will also play practical jokes on each other. They're kind of the kids of the Fantastic Four. You know, versus Reed and Sue that are kind of the, the de facto parents. And they could take this group of, of actors do another film say okay it's been x years they're now internationally renowned adventurers and go do something mm-hmm. the question is what do you do with them at that point that's a yeah we've got to watch this and it's not yet another thing with dr doom or galactus or the silver surfer or something we've already seen
1: mm-hmm.
0: how do you take them in a direction that's that's new and fun
1: Well, I'm. I guess my thing is, I'm hoping they wouldn't do another bicker and fight all four of them among the group. To me, that would once again be too reminiscent. Yeah,
0: you may have some bickering back and forth between like Johnny and Ben, but they would also know, hey, we're we're on the clock or whatever. That's Mm -hmm. that's in the back burner kind of a deal. Let's let's do the adventure, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I would almost have it be. Uh, some kind of major, you know, almost uh, Japanese-style monster or some such. Because mm. they fought a couple of those early on. Or they're up against science, nature, or a non-personified villain. Hmm. Um, not that there aren't thousands of, of great Fantastic Four villains to be used. Mm-hmm. But you need something that doesn't seem like it's aimed at them particularly. Because mm-hmm. I'm tired of these. Uh, everybody's... All the heroes are fighting because they exist. Yes. Is why their villains exist. Yes. Um, and something that is definitively not yet another origin story. Mm hmm. You know, if there was some sense of, okay, the, the, and not the energy from this other world is threatening yet again. Yes. You know, because that goes back to their own origin. Mm hmm. So I, I don't know exactly what direction I would take them in, but I would go that way and have it be more their science adventurers. Almost base it more on the Honey, I Shrunk the Kid films where it was basically you've got a, a scientist and wacky science stuff happens. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, same kind of people. Maybe somebody grows big, somebody shrinks. And I'm not saying literally do those things. Yeah, yeah. But that was a show about family and mm-hmm. about scientific adventuring in a kind of a lighthearted way. Yeah. So that's that's more the direction I would go.
1: Hmm.
0: But it's, it's one of those things... That I don't think it'll stay in the theaters much longer. Mm. I don't know that it'll make a huge splash when it comes out on Blu-ray, but people may check it out at that point. Don't know.
1: Do you think it worked against it that the cast was, I don't want to say minimally known, but none of the the cast had big projects behind them?
0: Uh, That's not entirely true. Uh, Kate Mara, uh, who played the Invisible Woman, has been on a couple of things. But like her role in Iron Man 2, not a huge role. US Marshal. She's been in House of Cards, a few other things. But
1: each of them had a few things I recognize them from, but none of them has been a major lead in anything. None of them has had, you know, six seasons of a TV show behind them or a. You don't go
0: in there recognizing them. I didn't go in there recognizing them. I do think that worked for and against them. It gave those characters, those actors, those uh, blank faces, essentially. They could have done whatever they wanted, and it's like, well, I'm not confusing them with some other role they've played. Mm -hmm. It also means that what they've done before isn't uh, beneficial baggage to bring in. Mm -hmm. If I were to cast a Fantastic Four movie and I could pick actors from any point in time, and that would include their baggage... I would take the professor from Gilligan's Island as Mr. Fantastic.
1: Mm, Interesting.
0: He just, well, he's a smart guy. He's been the professor, you know, Mm -hmm, kind of a deal. mm -hmm. None of these actors really brought any of that baggage with them, good or bad.
1: Well, and I guess my thinking is they didn't bring a huge audience or following with them.
0: Agreed. To me, it may as well have been complete unknowns. They've done some work and stuff like that, but nothing that I really recognized them from. But, and it's funny because it was a complete opposite with the last group. Uh, Michael Chiklis had done a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Shield, the Kamish, et cetera.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Jennifer Alba had done a ton of stuff. Yeah. You know, so just those two alone brought a bit of an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Evan at that point, um,
1: don't know that he'd done a
0: whole lot, actually. Mm-mm. His main stuff, again, Cap afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I think having stars that don't bring a following in and of themselves didn't help. A director who hadn't done a whole lot before uh, didn't help. Uh, I fear this could be a career-ending film for him, Hmm. which is a shame, because he did some decent stuff. Mm -hmm. But it seems like he was doing a Fantastic Four film, but not wanting to do a film about the comic book Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yet held surprisingly close to the Ultimate version. It's like, I couldn't tell if he was trying to do the comic stuff, trying to avoid the comic stuff, or or what.
1: Well, and- Slightly on the direction, but slightly on the writing as well. I liked how the Fantastic Four went between the dimensions once the black hole was forming.
0: You mean kind of like that bit that Iron Man does near the end of the first Avengers film?
1: Yes.
0: And that is the ultimate problem with this film. It is. I would be hard pressed to name almost any scene. And I challenge somebody to do this on YouTube or whatever. Do it where you've got the whole movie, but basically replace the scenes with, Mm -hmm. you know, this is just like this. This is just like this. Mm -hmm. This is just like that.
1: Well, uh, when Thing was down in, I guess it's Panama, fighting with Reed, it was reminding me of when the Avengers bicker and Loki's just sitting up there on the cliff waiting him out.
0: Well, and again, um, you could do a a visualization of this film with the bit with they're going between the, the, the dimensions, just cut to, okay, this is now Iron Man doing the same kind of a deal.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's, and again, not, it's hard to be new and inventive with each new film that comes out. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there's so many of these things that are easy, just, oh, yeah, they did this over here that's just like it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That gets a little um
1: Well, I think crazy. it's- I think it's why people didn't come out saying, oh, wow, this was so new, so inventive, so amazing. But what I liked was that the Invisible Woman used her force field, I guess it is, to carry uh, the thing and Mr. Fantastic Reed through. I thought it was nicely done. I thought it was cool.
0: I thought it was well set up. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they had this bit of, well, you've got to hold your breath longer. I never understood why.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, she can suffocate in the force field if something happens because uh, Dr. Doom was trying to suffocate her in there at the end by crushing the field.
0: I thought he was just trying to crush her.
1: Yeah, but he seemed to also be trying to suffocate her in there.
0: A finite air span, that, that mm. makes sense, I guess. Yeah. There's only so much air, so you're going to go through it. Yeah. All right, that – they could have sold that better.
1: They could have, yes, definitely.
0: Yeah. Again, I thought the actors, by and large, did well. I would say the one I liked the best was, was Kate Mara. Yeah. I think she had the best role. I think she had the best uh, performance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the actor who played the thing, really, we didn't get a whole lot of great stuff out of him before he turned into the rock stuff and was all CG. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Storm, I thought was good. I didn't care for the way he looked uh, when he flamed on. Yeah. It felt...
1: It felt heavy on the flame to me.
0: Heavy on the flame, and I didn't feel it looked like him in the flame. Mm Mm-hmm. It just seemed like a lower-res version, if you will. The other thing I didn't like with him flaming on is it seemed like he was actually pushing a button on his suit to do it. Yeah. So, and... Either they have the power or they don't.
1: Yeah, um, it was something he was pressing something on the containment suit to yeah. lower its containment ability or something. They didn't sell that very well to me.
0: But I mean, the the actors did a fine job by and yeah. large, and I would not mind seeing them back. But I'm also not thinking they've got to come back. But I don't want to see the 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 group recast yet again. Yeah, and restarted yet again. So, whoever does the next Fantastic Four film, and there will be one at some point, mm-hmm. they need to come in with a really good game plan. Yeah. And I think it's it's a little bit of a tough sell. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, it could be done. I've seen, again, the way the Marvel Studio stuff has handled the the Marvel properties. They've gotten people who really understand those groups and do it really well mm-hmm. to do the movies. Yeah. I didn't feel like that that totally happened here. But I didn't feel it was a complete disconnect either.
1: Because
0: mm. they are getting a lot of things that harken back to the film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's so much stuff out there these days of this type of superhero films and whatnot. You got to knock it out of the park. Yeah. And this was more of a swing and a miss. So I'm glad we went to go see it in the, the theater. Certainly I'm going to pick it up when it comes out on Blu-ray. Uh, I'm hoping they've got some good extra features. And I would love to see a director's cut. So would I. So see if... if his perfect version from a year ago or whatever yeah. is really better or not. I hope the uh, the studio gives him a chance to essentially put up or shut up. Yeah. But I don't think he should be embarrassed or upset by this film. Mm-mm. It's, it's not, again, it could have and should have been better, but it wasn't a travesty by any stretch.
1: No, I would agree with that.
0: But I did come out of it wanting a little bit more than we got mm-hmm. and thinking that there were, again, some creative decisions I just disagreed with. But that's me. Other people may not.
1: But I didn't come out of it, you know, devastated or crushed or, oh my gosh, how did that make it to the screen?
0: I also didn't come out of it like I did with the first X-Men film of, I don't need to see this film again, but I want to come back to this world. Mm, mm -hmm. Because I thought they did a good job of, okay, this is a live action X-Men thing. Yeah. So this wouldn't mind coming back, but don't feel the need that I've got to. It wasn't that brilliant of a world that it's just, ooh, I'd love to spend more time there. Mm -hmm. over all these other worlds that I tend to visit through all the entertainment uh, uh, options and stuff I I partake of yeah anything else does that pretty much do it
1: I think that does it
0: cool the show notes and forum for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode thanks for listening